0: Hi Rick, thanks
1: Hi, um... for
0: doing this. Right, I'm going to start by asking you what your background is, what your degree was in and how you ended up working in the SHAR.
1: Okay, so I originally came to Sheffield a while ago, I might say date, to do uh, <laughs> maths and computer science, apparently. That was three years, it was fine, I'll be honest, I didn't do that well in it. I stayed around Sheffield like a lot of people do, because it's lovely. And ended up working in a place, small company, which ironically is in the Innovation Centre. Oh, wow. But it's not uni-related. It's just a bloke and they have another office somewhere else. Didn't really like it. Didn't go very well. It was computer science side. So it was like web development and software development for random bits of bespoke um, companies. So left that pretty quickly. And then sort of... Didn't know what to do. My partner actually got a job just working at the uni around that time and just said, it's quite nice. It's a lovely place to work. Maybe think of applying for whatever you see there. So I scanned around and applied for a fair few and ended up working in HSR, MCRU, again, quite a while ago as a um, support officer. I really liked it. It was nice. Everyone was nice working at the uni. She was right, it is lovely, it <laughs> makes you feel better, it's not, you know, evil. You, you get to be part, even if you're a small part, you get to be part of people trying to make things better. So then, after a bit, I asked politely if I could do the Masters here of Public Health, which they went no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I, I waited another year and asked again, <laughs> which went, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, So then I did the Public Health Masters over uh, part-time while still working here. Took three years. Should have taken two if I'd actually got my dissertation together earlier. The main problem with that was I did a questionnaire and I thought I had 20 responses when I looked at it once and got scared of it. I actually had 120 and it was completely fine. (laughs) One misreading feel like. Just a couple of months wasted, sort of thing, but it was all okay. So I got that, did a bit of temp ra research assistant in CTRU, which is what I kind of wanted to do at the time, because being yeah. part of trials and sort of being more in-depth in research projects and, you know, basically feeling like I want to be more part of this was the whole point, that was temporary. And then my contract, because I still own my original job here, sort of um, basically ran out. So I applied for what was around. Unfortunately there was a job as in CTIU's data management
0: yeah. office.
1: Which I'd done bits of before so I knew like the people there, Amanda and Tim and everyone. So moved over there for a bit, which was nice again. And then a job came up for Material we with being a data specialist in cure. Um so I've been doing that since two thousand and nineteen, that's how I have been there for as well actually. Yeah. So it's been a bit of a A a meandering journey, but with very little distance coverage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Physical physical distance, very small, (laughs) for quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and I feel that that kind of, your role is maybe more similar to your degree now than it like ever has been. You
1: kind of yes. I'm very surprised at that, because after the first failed attempt, I sort of swore that I'd never do that again, because I just didn't like it, it wasn't fun, my brain didn't seem to work in that way, I think three years of trying to do it and that little extra sort of burnt out little logic side, because I just fell out of love with the idea, so I, that's yeah. why I moved and was more than happy to sort of move into a you know, a different area with public health and have a go at that, because it was, well... I had to write an essay for one i didn't do that in my undergrad yeah <laughs> but this sort <laughs> you of
0: like writing an essay
1: it was all right it was a it was a bit of a um a, a jolt to the system of like how do i do this I, i've never had to do it in the first one i did was master's level <laughs> it's like off you go but it was all right but, uh, yeah finding my way back to a sort of more comps based thing but inside char is complete fluke but um <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I, I really like it.
0: Okay, so that's how you kind of got to this role. I'd actually like to ask what your job is ah, first. Nice. Can I ask that? So basically, I have a six-year-old daughter, and um, she told her class teacher the other week what my job was. Did you? <laughs> and get it my, right? the, the teacher came out to me and said, "What do you do?" <laughs> <laughs> it to me and like what is your job so then I gave her like my version so yeah how would you in the most kind of understandable to a six-year-old how would you explain what
1: your job is how, how clever a six-year-old <laughs> yeah she's she's smart don't get me wrong <laughs> no, no no again so I'm, I'm a data specialist is my my title I guess the main main force or bits that you do is let's just go to okay simple simple when people go to hospital to get better if they're ill or for any operations or feeling bad (laughs) bits. When they're being looked after, everybody monitors you a lot and writes this all down and then puts it in electronic form so it's safe. So you get all this information about you and everybody else who's ever gone to the hospital. And this country has been doing that for a surprisingly long time. And for a lot of that time, it's not been really used apart from inside hospitals which is what it's meant for so you track and you keep records and so if you ever go back they know what they've done to you before so you don't say have the same operation twice by mistake (laughs) or (laughs) if you've had an illness you've got it again and they'll look into it so all this gets stored and is kept very safe because it's very personal information and it shouldn't just be available freely but because it's so big And it covers a lot of people. It's really good for doing research on and finding out new things. So we like to use it for that. But you have to ask really politely (laughs) to hold it. And that takes a surprising amount of time. Because there's lots of things that they like to make sure are correct. And you do and procedures to follow. So you don't lose your data or leave it on a bus or train, which people have actually done. Once you've asked very politely and filled in a load of forms and jumped through a lot of hoops, you might get the data from who hold it, and it might be correct, or more inevitably, it is not correct. <laughs> and you have to go back and forth and explain what you want and which bits, because you don't. maybe you don't want everybody, maybe you only want to look at men of certain ages, or women of certain ages, or some of this, or anyone who's had a fall in the last 10 years or something you'd have to narrow it down to the sort of bit that you want in just that bit mm-hmm. and then after all that because it's not collected precisely for this reason it's collected for hospital use and doctors and nurses to use and keep track of people it doesn't really immediately work for research so you can't give it to say a statistician exactly as as it arrives so you've got to hammer it into shape by doing various bits of coding And because it's so big, you have to hammer it into shape in an algorithmic way, so functional way. So you can't do it line by line. So you have to do it sort of looking at the whole thing and working it that way. And once you've put it into a thing that makes some kind of sense and maybe teased out a bit of information, bespoke information, you hand it off to a statistician (laughs) and then they work (laughs) their magic. And I don't know what happens after it. Excellent. I, I think that's the gist of it but it's made me feel that my job is quite simple. <laughs> that was a brilliant description. Jack and your daughter would understand that. Yeah, I mean,
0: algorithm, I think it's a step too far, but everything else, yeah. Think, yeah. Is there a better term? A functional? I think they know what coding is. Um, so maybe just kind of writing code, oh, writing nice. instructions to the computer. Anyway.
1: Well, they're all after my job.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 they are. They're hot on your
1: heels you only work with what you call like routine data or like has data or um... uh yes sorry so the fact that it all comes hospital means it's routine so routinely collected sort of thing yeah, occasionally yeah. occasionally but if it only happened once we work alongside a trial sort of thing so we've used that data along you know that yes. that's that's always cleaner that's nicer to work with that's that's been collected for that purpose and that purpose only yeah, so it's yeah. uh it doesn't need much doing to it, but you lining it up is a bit tricky because they're all collected for different reasons. So, but it's yeah, mostly the routine. This is our sort of uh, speciality, should we say, at the moment. And
0: dealing with that is can be hugely difficult, and
1: it can. That's why we need you. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, the the holders of the data who are NHS Digital again, sorry, six year olds, sort of thing are getting a bit. Yeah, let's move, move on the six oh. and just sign off now. <laughs> Don't yeah, they're getting a bit better at actually what they do. So it's um, it's becoming a bit easier overall, but there's still a lot to do with them and, and they change things and they don't, aren't they good at informing you when things have changed and the reference data they provide sometimes is broken, which is really fun. That was a horrible <laughs> bit. So basically, anytime you think there's something good, there's a horrible thing working around the corner that just makes no sense why someone's done it like that. And not only do you have to find it out on your own because no one tells you because they don't because they work sort of as a black box sort of thing and they just say here you go. You have to figure out exactly why someone's done that and how to get back from that, and so sort of everything like that. And the other one, obviously, is we, we also work with um, your ambulance service a lot. Okay. So again, not quite the same, but routine data from the ambulance service, and again, it's not collected for research it's collected for the obvious reason of paramedics and handing over A&E and people's patient um journey and everything so it's uh not exactly if we we could put our own way of how to collect it it wouldn't be the same but that's the, like half the fun I guess
0: and you say you're kind of you hand the data over to the statistician but actually so we've just worked together on a study yes um, I spy where I don't think you actually did quite a lot of analysis, like, so a lot of descriptive analysis, yeah. lots, of labels, lots of outputs,
1: lots of... Yeah, I, I, guess I, forgot about,
0: scoring.
1: I guess I forgot about it. Normally, I guess what's written down as a job description is we hand it over, okay. but um, it doesn't tend to be that way because you're right, we do report back to like, the study team a lot in the early bits of the data when it's still, let's say, clunky of like descriptive analysis because it's easier for us to do it but it actually I guess informs what's coming later because obviously like the one that yeah. we just worked on what I actually handed over had a lot of stuff thrown out because it was decided it wasn't interesting or there wasn't enough of it or it looked yeah. a bit funny shall we say to it to yourselves and the other um, team members so actually yes we do graph we analyze, analyze I guess, and plot and then send it to the team and they go yes that's that's not quite what we want or I I can't remember what we threw out it's like hospital stays under three days wasn't it because
0: yeah
1: it was sort of that was in the literature but also it was proven when we looked at it that it it wouldn't go down the right route or
0: yeah yeah um,
1: operations that happened on the same day of admission again sort of spiked graphs massively didn't it so yeah, you're right. I forgot about that but that's, that's actually yeah. quite a large part. <laughs> it's a huge part. Because and- currently I'm working on things which is more the starting part. So mm-hmm. actually, the one that we've just finished on, is that was more the end part. And like, well, you just forget, don't you? I'm not, yeah, yeah. You just think yes. that, that's the big bit. And it's like, no way, I've got the horrible big bit. Coming, it's like, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so a lot of that is to help the study team like understand the data and and check that it's plausible or decide what
1: they want, that sort of thing.
0: But actually, some of those outputs are then kind of in the final reports.
1: Yeah, they well, can. They? I think, um, I think the one we did, I don't know, I'd like to say that it's like it's a bit of an individual one the way that it was done because of team members and everything like that. But every single one's going to be like that, you get something different or people work in different ways. So I guess, yeah, trying to explain it in a, um, this is exactly how it happens, it's just not going to work. Because as you know, no project runs exactly how it was planned or finishes on time. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I loved it because I I think like the role of a statistician, you do way less stats than you would expect. So by stats, I mean like, for example, like fitting a model. Mm. Like, that's just such a tiny part of our job. And we, we also do lots of, like, data manipulation. Yeah. Kind of, just lots of coding, lots of programming, lots of all sorts of other stuff. With I Spy, it was lovely, because you'd, you'd
1: kind of done so much of that. <laughs> so you <could>
0: just pass <laughs> it to me. I could fit a model. It was really
1: nice. <laughs> you got to do what you kind of... I assume that's the bit you prefer as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind the rest, but yeah. Being given or allowed... More time to do that bit, I guess, is quite useful. And uh, yeah, because I went over my head a lot, but I, there was a fair few interesting additions to the ice spy analysis that maybe if it was left to you to do all the other stuff, you might not have got round to the the sense of yeah. It sounds like you were doing lots of things. I mean, it was thought of the whole hand and then applied, but you got the time to go. Oh, we'll need this, this, and this sort of analysis. opposed to just this one.
0: Yeah, so it's like an inefficient use of the team's time. Um, Okay so sticking with your job I'd love to know do you think of yourself as like a professional services member of staff or academic or something different do you feel like you kind of fall between those two camps?
1: Oh it's definitely a between. Okay. Technically so technically I am professional services that's just how we are down that's how our contracts are but it's not I get publications I get authorships which is really nice by the way because it's my quite happy <laughs> so it's not often i guess that professional service people get their name on pretty much every project they work on so yeah. it's difficult to state it would be difficult to think that you just want and particularly again you can be involved in planning so really early like even before project because it's like what's available is part of our sort of what we lead to it and where yeah. you go to why and what this looks like how complete is it how because there's loads of things, you, like, when you say that there is a data set, it contains this. And people are really bad at documenting it. So it's like, you get a field name, and it's like, that's exactly what I want. It turns out it's not. It's completely different. And even if it was, it's only full 20% of the time. And even then, it makes no sense. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you spend a lot of time applying for it, and this field comes. It's like, it's the crux of like what you want. It's like, that's um. it's not the thing. I mean that's yeah. not for a while because again it's the experience sort of thing. So not just myself but colleagues are so, like getting a bit better. Is like we've made that mistake before. We're not going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's part of like the pre preplanning projects, and then yeah, being part of discussions in a project team like the management group. It'd be difficult to see that as a purely professional services role. So it's difficult, but then there's this odd in between as well of you can actually end up working on projects that you're not sort of on because you're sort of you're in an office and people around the corridor know what you do and they only have a few little questions it's like of course you'd you'd go ask that person and it's really standard but all of a sudden you're sort of kind of being used on a project that you're not allotted to and it becomes more like a service more like an IT service yeah Where like people pop up and go can you just have a look at this or can you just check this or but it becomes more and more like one or two isn't bad, but I spent half a day, m- more than that, in a yeah. week with that sort of idea. So it's like, you've got technically professional services, and I understand why, and then you've got this IT-esque service sort of help desk form, and then you've totally got the, like, the academic side where you're part of papers, and, you know, yeah. I've like, read them and been asked to write a bit one, for one. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's not real in keeping. It's difficult. I Basically try not to worry, because (laughs) it's a label that probably is wrong if I overthought it, but it's not going to change, and I know what I do, and I quite like it, so it doesn't really bother me too much.
0: Perhaps it it gives you maybe flexibility in that you could almost take your role down two different avenues. Like, I I imagine if you wanted to push the academic thing, you could maybe do
1: sort of more methodological kind of papers. It probably would be allow me a more pushback on certain things if I ever wanted to, but I mean, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound very friendly. So I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and likewise, if you don't want to do that, or if
0: there's there's a role where you're almost, yes, you are kind of a service, and you're you're helping any researchers in your unit or your group or whatever. Yeah, yeah. there might be
1: some changes on the horizon for various reasons at some point because being in charge for quite a long, I and mean, you know yourself, CTRU DM have a lot of yeah been around for a long time. It's obviously different in its main sort of hook but it's still a new ish sort of addition so i think working it out and everything and there's like a central uni people now trying to figure out the university's like data plan in sort of forward progress and everything like that so it's certainly i believe it's becoming a bigger thing yeah recently
0: yeah, it's not going away, is it? No, it? <laughs> no, I think people
1: have realised that using, as opposed to going out and spending two years collecting a couple of hundred people, spending a bit of time and getting access to essentially the entire nation probably works quite well for your stats numbers <laughs> and uh, proving that maybe that is a thing that happens.
0: Yeah, yes, and we've all kind of been pressured to save money and be more efficient with our designs and as long as the data is kind of fit for purpose that's a huge efficiency isn't it just using data that's already there yeah <laughs>
1: um, interesting question that i have no good answer to
0: <laughs> are you kind of connected with other data specialists or, or people that work with kind of big data across the uni
1: uh, i mean i know of names i've had a few sort of bits where i've met people but yeah honest, it's an area where i'm quite weak i'm not very good at sort of like hunting out networks and throwing myself in to be part of them but it's just like a personal thing I mean people I work with are very you know they're very well connected and I'm sure like Mm. it will build up over time but it's a bit of a blind spot of mine personally of like finding out people and having chat I think it's a a bit of imposter syndrome if I threw myself into a chat, I'd just be there going, like, I have no idea what any of these people are saying. So I feel like they want only worse than the imposter syndrome. It's like, I'm just going to go and feel bad about, I don't think I can actually do this job. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> that's more personal than anything to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll work on it. That's what I've been saying. I'll try. Okay. Some of the things, it's hard to network when no one's around as much. It's not easy yeah, to sort of, yeah. can I speak to a random person X on a virtual call because you feel like yeah. you're totally disturbing them.
0: I think work is just very busy, isn't it? Like, I, I think we find with statisticians outside of SHA, I'm sure, you know, we do have, like, the Start society and that sort of thing, so that you sometimes end up at the same talks. But really, you just got a lot going on, and I'm sure that there could be shared expertise or shared support, but it almost needs someone to dedicate time to kind of setting that up and making that happen. And do
1: you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. it doesn't happen, does it? Because life is it's busy. It's a group or something. But then everyone just goes, oh, I can't, I can't quite spend that amount of time, even just yeah. to pop into it for an hour a week or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. to be fair, there's, there's plenty of people I've met and in and around the uni for various different things. The bed do is a great place to meet people. Who work. Right. <laughs> To discuss things but i don't think that's an official channel <laughs> okay <laughs> just
0: go and prop, prop up the bar at the red deer <laughs> <like you're getting laughs> honestly video. it's all
1: uni people in there and they're quite interesting i'd like to ask you what are you most proud of from your time working in shaw i guess all right i'll go i'll go the easy one with the thing but like, like i mentioned, a switching over and like just going from doing a master's was it was a while ago in a sense but like it was terrifying like yeah i had no idea about the sort of the ins and outs of a lot of it, it's just what I picked up at work, which felt a bit cheating. Um, yeah. There was people who'd just finished their undergrad in very similar areas. I know like, most places don't offer it as an undergrad, but sort of thing I'm rocking up with a very old and dusty maths and yeah. science degree. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never written anything before, and obviously pretty much everything was uh, uh, essays, apart from the stats module today. They were very nice and bumped up, yeah. a few things. Um, but the other thing, like, the way it was funded was quite interesting. It was essentially signed off from the dean at the time as a wow. business case. So I was like, can't really mess it up. <laughs> so it was, like, I mean, that wasn't, that was nothing to do with, like, the anyone thing. Was just my internalising and sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Was,
1: like, very, you know, it felt very nice that someone had done that, but it was like, really we really need to do this. So finishing that and getting a distinction felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, Can't argue with that. (laughs) And
0: I wonder if you kind of paved the way a bit for for others to do that, because there's quite a few kind of members of staff. I know there's now like official kind of
1: funding, isn't there, that you can apply for? I'm not sure. I remember, I think there was a few that had done it before me. Um, Mm -hmm. and There was one who did it at the same time as me. And I remember it was meant to be something that was uh, going to be started as an official, like, there'll be a few places a year, each year. But I think it was, like, around the time, like, a year later, something funding happened that like basically got cut a fair bit. Yeah. It was bit, just an unfortunate time. So I don't actually know. If it's come back, that's quite nice. So hopefully. But, yeah, there was a few before, so I can't say that.
0: Yeah, I know there's that, what is it, the NIHR pre-doctoral... Mm-hmm you can get kind of funding to to put you through a master's and and do other sort of prep work but i guess that's maybe you've maybe got evidence where you're going to take your research career which might be easier for
1: some than others yeah to be honest i just applied and was going to just self-fund and everything and then didn't really realize that someone had been very nice and put forward my case (laughs) without me knowing so yeah it was an old one but um getting to the end of that and actually getting well finished was one but actually getting yeah, the same was pretty nice as well so oh. I'm not going to complain about that one and obviously now I have like I actually have paper with my name next to the person who funded it which is quite nice oh nice <laughs> <laughs> right I'll
0: ask one more question and then we'll finish so what was your experience of working from home during the pandemic and now kind of doing hybrid working at mm.
1: um it started off okay mm-hmm Couldn't complain because I'd literally two three weeks before just got back from a holiday, so I felt like I wasn't being robbed of some. I'm I'm a yeah cold person climate holiday, so I wasn't being robbed of my summer immediately. (laughs) So I was like, just that's a good thing, keep that. So I wasn't immediately (laughs) getting so crazy. Once I'd got my computer from the office, which happened soonish as opposed to a really slow old laptop, so that. I think everyone sort of ended up with cobbling bits of tech together for a week or two, didn't they? Yeah. That was fine. Again, there's a lot of things that basically I can't complain about. I had a desk in a room in my house, well, in an attic sort of thing. It wasn't my own. My partner still works at the uni, as said, she was in the same boat. So that was fine. The crossover meant everything slowed down personally for my job. I know other people, obviously, theirs went through the roof, and it it was insane. So to begin with, I couldn't complain, to be honest. It was quite nice. It was Mm -hmm. different. It was almost fun in a way, you know. Some changes, just like, it's intriguing. And then, I think as the summer sort of went on, the main one that I had was, I was quite new in the role. I'd only been in it four or five months. Mm -hmm. So the sort of, being in office, being able to ask people, like, sorry can you just sense check something or how yeah. did i do that i wasn't very good at using you know like google chats or video calls straight away because i just felt like i was interrupting everyone like i didn't want to put in half an hour meetings or stuff like that because again other people were really busy or worrying about different stuff so i sort of ended up a bit isolated work-wise but that was that was my fault i could have yeah. had weekly chats and everything but i sort of spent time trying to figure something out when I could have just asked someone in like 10 minutes yeah
0: it feels almost more burdensome doesn't it or, or yeah every task, event
1: to kind of reach out online every task or. was your task to figure out on your own and yeah asking someone for help is like well you're going to end up in like a half an hour chat which has broken yeah. everyone's workflow and because again something something I've actually had in my head like since uh undergrad, I remember being told in a module it's like put a programmer next to a phone that goes off 20 minutes every 20 minutes and they will literally be unable to accomplish everything because it's like 20 <laughs> minutes is about the time it takes you to get into a problem so like knowing what variables are and where everything is and like what's come before and where you need to go yeah, and yeah. all that set in your head and the phone goes and you go Ugh. so yeah i was just aware that like I could be basically wiping someone's brain halfway through, achieving a breakthrough. And I was like, I don't want to do that. There was that. And then pretty standard in a way. During summer, the first major lockdown, I sort of got a bit, lost a little bit. I um, had a bit of a, it wasn't too bad, but I had a bit of a bad time sort of thing. Just lost all abilities focus, even though there was nothing else to do. Lost all abilities, sort of work on anything like just fidgety and and just horrible Lasted about a week or two but it snuck up on me but i got good you know speaking to people i got a good support of just like you feel like that just walk away and we'll see what we can do and bring you back slowly but just let us know it was quite nice in a way that was basically what snapped me out of it yeah a bit of a hard time at times but again comparatively i didn't have children to look after i didn't have loads of other things that thing. i didn't have an outside space which possibly is a little bit so i have no garden or front garden or anything like that um during that time and then hybrid's been quite interesting you know it's been useful to get back into i do two days at the moment and it's been good to get back into being outside like not terrified of everyone and every surface and stuff like that because I spent like two years being like that. It's remodelling brain again back to not everything's trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And I finally caught it in February this year. And it was like, I didn't even have a day off. It was so weak. Um, Yeah. But it was like, it was a good mental hurdle to get over. I was like, I've had it. I I can stop maybe being absolutely worried about everything. So it's It's been a (laughs) journey. Gosh,
0: yeah. Right. and you're right it's a huge amount of time wasn't it? And, it and we almost like retrained our brains to think in a certain way and yeah. actually getting back out of that you can't just click your fingers and go to a wedding with 200 people and, and actually some people probably can do that but yeah it, it, to expect I, everyone to be able to do that
1: <laughs> as a hand gel user before the pandemic <laughs> 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 um i'll just care. leave that one there <laughs> brilliant Everyone was stealing all. my <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, I'm the old faithful. Hand gel, use those for me. It's been interesting. Everyone's starting seeing few things that I had it before. Like, yeah, buses are not great places to be, <laughs> but I do like to use hand gel after getting off a bus.
0: Oh, very good. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this. I've really enjoyed. and um, no, it's been good. Thank you. you. And yeah, i look forward to listening to whoever you're going to interview soon. i yeah.
1: yeah, going to find them. All
0: right. Bye. Bye. Bye.